Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Welcome home to Kingsgate Church. One thing we do here is we have a strong belief. This is part of our core dynamic here. That sounds real modern, doesn't it? Core dynamic. It's just part of the heartbeat of this church, and that is knowing God now. It's always been the cry of my heart since I started um, uh, pastoring in the English service. When I became lead pastor in July of 2013 here, lead English pastor, me and Jen, I, I, God laid that on my heart, is knowing God now. Years ago, knowing God now. I say, what does that mean? Well, most of us in this room, most of us, God spoke to us a long time ago, didn't he? You say, man, even if I didn't come to know the Lord, there was something. God was pulling on me when I was a kid, or I had experience with God. I went to vacation Bible school, or I'd, I knew God, or I went to church here and there. One guy told me on Saturday, <laughs> made me laugh. he said, I was an Easter Baptist. <laughs> That's pretty good. No, I've had people come to church on Easter. None of y'all come to church on Easter and go, Pastor, I'll see you next Easter. <laughs> it's hard to catch me off guard, but I think, I think I'm like a... I was at Elise. I think Elise and I are very expressive. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, I mean, you may want to really, really want to go for a home run, and I'll see you Christmas maybe, so, or Thanksgiving or something. But knowing God. Now, I want to continue with the series entitled Show Faith. Show Faith. Now, let me be real clear about something this morning, and that is when you believe, when you, when you truly believe and you have faith in God, it manifests in your life through good works, good deeds, right? Good actions. Now, let me be clear, though. Good actions, good deeds, good works, those don't save you. Your faith saves you, okay? Your faith saves you. But when you believe, you're going to treat people right. You're going to have good actions, good deeds, good works, Mom Brown and I were discussing yesterday, and welcome, welcome, Mom. She was here with us Wednesday night. My second mom, one of the loves of our life, um, is with us, Mom Brown. We sent our love to Dad Brown in North Carolina today. It's always an honor and privilege to have Mom with us. Um, but Mom Brown and I were discussing, and we were talking about a book entitled Jesus. Pretty self-explanatory, but a powerful book because they talk about Jesus historically, but they also talk about Jesus theologically, meaning how, how he is referred to in Scripture, basically. And one of the times, one of the times that Jesus got mad in Scripture was when the tree was not fruitful. Do you guys remember that? So it must be important to God that we bear fruit. If you know something, do something. Are you with me? A lot of people tell you, oh, no, I know. Then they'll discuss Scripture with you. And that's great, man. We need that. We need those times. Let's sit down. Let's talk about Scripture. But you know something. Now it's time to do something. It's like someone who, is, who knows a lot about basketball. You know they're pretty good, but they just, they're just on the sidelines going, hey, y'all get out there. Come on, let's do something. I'm like, you come in and do something too. You can still play. Let's play. You know something, then you do something. When you believe, it manifests itself in works actions, or deeds. But once again, it's your faith that saves you, but it all starts with faith, you believing. Today is part of the Show Faith series. I want you to say this with me. Say love. Say love again. Say it one more time. Uh-huh. Love, love, love. How many of you know some people are a lot harder to love than others? 
Are y'all with me? I've heard ministers of old back in the day, they say, I'm messing with you now. Some people are a lot easier to forgive than others, huh? But here's what I want you to do today. As you hear this message entitled Show Faith, and we're getting into showing our faith through love. That's action, all right? That's a work. That's a deed. Walking in the Spirit in this way, letting love be manifest in your life. You recognize value and worth in people. Broke my heart this morning. You you get to church early enough on a Sunday morning, I'm going to tell you right now, all kinds of interesting things can happen on this street right here. We've got a lot of folks coming by and different things and folks wandering the street and stuff. And, and somebody showed up and she, she saw me and said, can I just get out of the rain here? It started to rain. And she got in out of the rain and we talked for a while. And it was crazy because I looked at her and all of a sudden, and I love people. Don't get me wrong. I've always loved people. People are my thing. But I could just see her worth. And man, she'd been through it. You could tell. I'm not going to get into a lot of details, but you could see that life had put her through the ringer. Maybe she made some bad choices. I don't know her life story, but I said, man, do you know, do you know Jesus? And she said, I know who he is. I've accepted him before. It's been a while. Can you imagine? Break your heart. But I knew that God was showing me her, her worth just by his spirit. Just a little conversation as we stood under the awning over there out of the rain. So recognize value and worth in yourself, in people, and in their lives. Now I'm going to show you how to do that this morning. Let's go to point one today. Point one, look at this. Give chances. Give chances. I know we talked about boundaries for a couple of months. and you got to have boundaries. There's some folks that it, enough is enough, and you turn them over to God, and you go, let, let God deal with them. But it doesn't mean that you're going to just jump from Zero to out of here, just like that. You got to give folks chances, don't you? Got to give them chances. God, has God given you chances? I, I'm trying. I cannot keep track. I think I lost track in the late 80s. All that loud Christian rap and stuff going on back then. But he's given us so many chances. So here's my encouragement to you this morning. As you show faith by your love, you give chances. And how do you do that? You're merciful, you're kind, you're loving, you're forgiving. And I know sometimes you're going through it and everybody's on your nerves, huh? Remember that old saying, I have one, one nerve left and you're getting on it? I know. At work. At, you say, man, even at church, that's fine. You just say, man, people are irritating. I'm having a hard time. God's working on your love walk and sometimes you just need to take a nap. When I'm tired, man, I'm ready to fight sometimes. God gave me a wonderful wife that goes, baby, do you, you know, it's, it's, there's basics that men and women need, right? Some of my basics are, 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 are food. There's times my wife goes, baby, why don't, why don't I give you some food? And, then you, and she does both. It's like a double-edged sword. She goes, why don't I give you some food, baby, and then you take a nap? There's some smiles and some looks in here. It's just life. I'm like, man, it feels, I don't know, man, I, what, am I, what do I do? But even in the midst of those seasons where you're being tried or you're not sleeping like you should or maybe you're not eating like you should, you're not resting, people try your patience, right? It's a great time for God. You, you'd allow God to work on your heart about love and treating people right, even when it's bad. 
Even when it's tough, you say, man, it's been rough. That's all right. You just still be merciful and kind and loving. You ever met somebody or met up with them at the store and you're like, golly, I don't know what I just walked into. You give chances, though. You're people of God. You love God. You're here on a Sunday morning. I know you love God. You give chances. Let's go to Matthew 5, 7. Matthew 5, 7. What does this say? Oh, I love this verse. We have it in New Living Translation, but I'm going to say it in something more eloquent. Jesus said, blessed are the merciful, for they shall be, what? They'll be shown mercy. Blessed are the merciful. God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Jesus also said, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Right? I had a boss years ago. He had a very Irish name. I won't give you his full name, but it was very Irish, all of it. He was about 6'9". I remember when I worked with him, people would call into the office and go, I need to, I need to, I need to talk to the short, um, I think he's Hispanic or white, I don't know what he is, but the short guy. I remember one time I answered the phone, someone else, said, they told me that two or three times, I need to talk to the short guy. I was like, man, I bet I'm taller than you, it's just my boss is 6'9". The lady laughed. She goes, oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, well, short, short's comparative, but, yeah, I'm, I'm 5'10", he's 6'9", he, he's a giant, and he wasn't skinny. And he was a nut. He was an absolute nut. But here's what he told me one time, and it wasn't right. Someone was giving us grief, and he said, he said, you know your Bible? You're a pastor's son. He said, what does the Bible say? Do unto others as they do unto you? I said, No. I said, Kevin, that's not what the Bible says, brother. I said, if you weren't so big, I'd whoop you, man. I may still do it. I'd take it out on him by beating him in chess, and he would just cuss. I don't know why. I'd beat him. We'd play chess sometimes. But he said, doesn't the Bible say do unto others as they do unto you? I said, no. Scripture says, Jesus himself said, treat others as you would like to be treated. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. It's we're quick as believers even to jump out and go, man, they're not treating me right. Well, treat them like you would want to be treated anyway. Scripture says, bless those that curse you. Pray for those that use you. Wow. Give them another chance. Give them another chance. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 13, 4. I'm going to read through these verses. You've, you've read this many times. Some of you have it memorized. Some of you have this on your wall. I'm telling you, this is a powerful chapter, though. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. Isn't that a good translation? It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. Hey, you're going to get irritable sometimes. You're just, you're just not going to stay that way. It's not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. That's powerful. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. I don't know about y'all, but I heard that Casey's was able to reopen, and I rejoiced. I don't even eat over there. I don't. I don't eat over there. The mini mall is just crowded in there and stuff. I don't go in there, but God bless them. I want them to prosper. And you know what? Let me say something right now. In this, this little section here and in this context, don't you ever just roll over and die. Don't even play dead even when folks in authority are doing the wrong thing. People throw this and they sound real, real spiritual. They'll use this scripture and say, well, you, we got to honor government and stuff. And we do. But in that context, it says because government is a terror to those who are doing evil. 
and a blessing and help to those who are doing good. What if government is a terror to those that are doing good? You, do we just sit down and shut up? Say, hey, but it, I don't know, man, it's not popular right now. Praise God. I'm, I'm not running for anything. I'm not. Right now, my brother's running for county commission. I believe God's going to give him that again. But I, Jonathan can send me out to help him, and there's no pressure on me. I may, we may look similar. But there's something powerful about me campaigning for my brother, and they go, wait, you're not Jonathan, are you? And they're like trying to figure me out. I'm like, no, man, I'm bald. I'm not John. And they're like, well, there's something different about you, but there's something so similar. I'm like, I'm not him, but vote for John. There's power in that. There's power in me saying whatever, right? Because I'm not running for anything. Y'all didn't elect me to be your pastor. And you can't vote me out. God put me here. And you need to realize that God puts you in the position you are. You need to give chances and love people. Man, love, hey, and pray for the governor. She needs it. She does. She needs it. Based on her decisions, she's pretty godless. Say, oh, it's just restaurants? No, it's, it's the whole vibe of the thing. Take note. But here's my point today. If your rights are getting violated, it doesn't mean you stand up in arrogance and be a jerk and be a devil, but there's times you quietly stand up, just like Martin Luther King Jr. did, and you say, this ain't right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to protest peacefully, or I'm going to stand up and quote Scripture. I loved it when Martin Luther King Jr. said, I just want to do God's will. He said, I just want to do God's will. God's will is that you speak the truth in love. Look at this, verse 7. This, this, this is for you standing up against injustice. To, you rejoice in the truth and in, ju- in justice itself. And you say love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. That's what love is. See, because Jesus talked about in the Gospels, he said, in the, in the end times, in the last days, the love of many will fade and disappear. One translation says, the love of many will grow cold. Got to look, in, look into that. Study that. And where does it all start with? Bitterness? Unforgiveness? That's why it's so important that you give chances. You walk in love. That's so important that you forgive. Because a root of bitterness will come up, and man, it starts to get dark and dreary and bad. You keep giving chances, all right? You keep walking in mercy and kindness and forgiveness. I know some folks, once again, they're hard to deal with. But God's dealt with you, huh? God's always had mercy with you, huh? God's always had mercy with you. Scripture says whoever's been forgiven much loves much. That's me. That's me. Verse 2. Sorry, not verse 2. I didn't write a Bible. Don't laugh. Oh, go ahead. Get it out of your system. Not verse 2. Y'all should have seen the look on Vali's face. She went like, verse 2 where? She just looked into me like telepathically. Point 2. That's not verse 2. I guess if I wrote a, a special manifesto, that would be my second verse. Be coachable. Humans are interesting because humans, humans naturally want the glory. Humans want to be in the starting five, but humans naturally, they don't want to be told anything. You say, oh, it's just my, no, it's everybody's personality. At some point, we're like, man, shut up. Don't try to coach me. Yeah, but you're shooting up air balls. 
I'll never forget, Dad coached our basketball team in sixth grade. We won the championship. Dad had never coached basketball. He'd played. And I think most of the team, we were just pretty sorry, but Dad was helping us and being patient with us. And I remember one game, it was the first, or, uh, maybe it was the second or third game. I don't remember. But I don't know what I did, but I remember that I was just at a weird angle of the basket. It was like over here, and I was here, and they passed me the ball, and I've always had a need to shoot, okay? Let's just be real. If I'm open, Hector, you too, though. Don't be covering your face. Hector, me and you are gunners. I pass, but if I'm open, I'm shooting. Unless you're under the goal and you're open. But I'm going to tell you right now, if I'm open and the range is there off three, four feet off the three-point line, I'm taking it. But anyway... I was at a weird angle with the basket. Someone passed, and I had the ball. And I, don't, I still don't remember what I did, but I have perfect clarity that it was bizarre. The ball was passed to me, and I just kind of, it was kind of a hook and a throw, and it, was, it wasn't Harlem Globetrotters, but it wasn't NBA, and it wasn't anything. It was just like, I got the ball, and I was like. And it was weird, and it, I missed the basket by feet. And it, I don't know if it went out of bounds or what happened, and dad, my dad was my coach. He said, hey, get out of there. Get out of the game. You go in. I don't know, I don't know who he put in. I, I, I don't re remember, but he said, hey, get out of there. And the, they kept playing. He goes, what was that? And dad never minced words. He said, that was a stupid shot. He said, square up to the basket, man. Don't do that. What, what, sit down. You know, and I went back in because I, I was learning to handle the ball pretty well and stuff. I was a little guard. But I had to learn to be coachable. If you love, here's how you can show faith, by loving and honoring God's authority in your life. I say, oh, Pastor Matt wants us to love and honor him. That's between you and God. I'm just giving you the facts. Otherwise, remember this quote I gave you a few weeks back. Otherwise, an unbelieving world finds your faith to be unbelievable. Because many times we acknowledge God with our lips and we deny him with our actions and it throws people off, right? Say, man, come, hey, man, come with me to church, man. You just, you got to join me at church. God's doing great things in my life. But man, you know, my pastor, he's stupid. No, people are like that. None of you. I'm just saying, man, come to church. But man, I don't know about our worship team. No, people are that way. Hey, come with me to Bible study. But man, my, my, our host, our Bible study leader, he kind of trips sometimes. And people are going, are you walking in love or what, what are you doing? What, huh? Be coachable. Be coachable. Love yourself by doing so because it's going to benefit you. Let's go to 1 Peter 5.5. 5. Look at this. 1 Peter 5.5. 5. In the same way, you who, who are younger, and this, this can be for those who are younger in the Lord too, okay? Because I know I'm not older than everybody in this room, but God, God has placed me as pastor. In the same way, you who are younger must accept the authority of the elders. But I'm telling you, my parents taught me to respect my elders. You remember being told that? Respect those that are older than you? Treat them right. You need to respect everybody, but especially folks who have been through something. There's times that people get, you know, we're in a real cancel culture right now. They're canceling everything out. It don't make no sense. They've canceled themselves right out. They're just completely canceled out because they canceled everything out. And 
we got to go back to the Bible and truth and God's standard. But you know what? you gotta, you got to honor and respect people and understand that there are those who don't even serve God, but they have more wisdom and experience than me in certain areas. Now, on, whether they're on their way to heaven right now or not, that's another thing. But I'm going to tell you, there's always someone you can learn from. You can always learn from people. You can even learn from people. I've said this a lot over the years. You can even learn from people what not to do. Would somebody turn their phone off? I keep hearing a phone, if you don't mind. Or I'm going to get on there and text them back. First Peter 5, 5. Hey, it's Pastor Matt. In the same way, you who are younger must accept the authority of the elders. And all of you dress. Look at this. Wait, who put their clothes on this morning? Well, nobody is scantily clad in here. So you got all your clothes on. All of you, this is powerful. That means... It's a decision. Did you catch that? All of you dress yourselves in humility as you relate to one another. I don't have it all figured out. I don't know everything. Naturally, I'm quick to answer before I hear the whole story. And God has worked on me in that, in that area. I don't want to be foolish that way. I have, to put, I have to put on humility. We don't know the whole picture. Clothe yourself with humility. It means decide every day. I'm going to humble myself. But not a fake humility. A real, like, Wait, what did you mean by that? I, I want to know about that. Let me understand. Hear people out. Dress yourselves in humility as you relate to one another, for God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. He empowers the humble. You got Guess what? If you're not coachable at some point, you're off the team, huh? Are y'all with me? Are you with me? Everybody wants to hit the game-winning shot. I remember Allen Iverson. Does anybody remember him? gifted guy super fast and quick man he could dribble and all that he couldn't pass or nobody knew if he could pass or not because he didn't pass the ball but the guy was amazing and i remember at one point he was so uncoachable they were interviewing him he didn't want to go to practice and he didn't go to practice i that never entered my mind i'm like wait you're a professional and you don't go to practice that doesn't make sense Folks say practice makes perfect. My dad taught me practice makes better. <laughs> he didn't want to go to practice. He was uncoachable. And if you study his life, you'll see the results of being uncoachable. Do you remember Michelle Kwan? Anybody? Japanese-American figure skater, right? Ice skater? Man, she was on point. I think it was in 2002, if that was Winter Olympics. I, I, I don't know if that year's right. But she was... She was on pace to win the gold, and guess what? She fired her coach. Do you think she won the gold? Look it up. I think she won the silver that year. Great. Be coachable. At some point, you've got to listen to somebody because you don't, you don't have it all figured out. All right? You, you just you got to listen to somebody. Let's go to Proverbs 12.1. Proverbs 12.1. To learn, you must love discipline. Discipline at times is correction, right? It is stupid to hate correction. So to learn, you got to go, man, I, this is constructive criticism. I can do better. How about this one, Proverbs 13, 18? Check this out. If you ignore criticism, you will end in poverty and disgrace. I used this verse several weeks ago. If you accept correction, you will be honored. If you got people in your life that everybody's wrong and everybody's stupid and nobody knows anything, don't you think the problem is with them? I've met people like that. 
I mean, they cancel out everybody. They knew it all, but mm, then their life is in balance. Let's go to Proverbs 9.9. Proverbs 9.9. Instruct the wise, are you wise? And they will be even wiser. <laughs> Teach the righteous. Those who are really right with God say, man, I'm right with God. I want to be right with God. Teach the righteous and they will learn even more. Let's read through that again. Instruct the wise and they will be even wiser. Teach the righteous and they will learn even more. So here's my wisdom to you, is if at some point you can't be coachable, then you're either on the bench or you're in the stands, or, but you're just, you just can't play on the team when you're not coachable. Is everybody with me? And don't get me wrong, I've been there too. I was 15, 16, 18. I just knew everything. And then in my 20s, my parents got real smart again, right? Like they weren't smart all along. They said, man, y'all are brilliant. And then I had to learn over and over again and said, man, this is amazing. They, they know a lot. They've been, and you know, it's crazy now because kids come up and this is nothing new. What do we say when we're young? We tell our parents, oh, you're old fashioned, man. Just because they didn't have smartphones back in the day. It's all basically the same. People are basically the same in that naturally humans have a dark nature, right? That's why mom and dad don't trust him or don't trust her for you, right? That's why you get warned from wiser people and they go, I don't know, I wouldn't mess with them. Oh, no, I can change them. Okay. Let me just throw this in as a freebie for those that need to be coachable, you need to be wise. If you can change them, why have you been hanging out with them for years and they're still the same? You think you're the only one who's experienced that? No, I have. A number of times people are like, I'd get away from them. No, man, I'm helping them. Am I? They were this way 10 years ago. That's been a real revelation to me lately because I've dealt with it personally. And I'm going, wait a minute. What's, what's wrong with this picture? Here's another way you can be coachable. Say, man, I just, I just need prayer and then I'm going to be okay. Just, just prayer. And we, we need to pray for each other. We're the body of Christ. And we need to pray for those who have not accepted Jesus yet. Praise God. Let's do it. But you know what else? What about you praying for yourself and getting with God alone when nobody sees and praying? That's what I do when I come here. Sometimes there's nobody here. Sometimes it's me and John or one or two other people. But it doesn't matter whether I'm here or elsewhere. I need, I need to have my own relationship with God, huh? It always goes back to that with people. I know how believers are. I've been a believer since... The early 80s. I know how people are, and that is we lose sight. We lose focus sometimes. We lose track of, of the finish line, and we forget that the basics are what? Prayer in the Word. Prayer in the Word. Prayer in the Word. And then you add church into that, coming to church, hearing the Word, being connected, all right? So this ties into something else. Number three, not verse three, point three. Maintain godly connections. Let's go to Proverbs 13.20. Proverbs was loaded with stuff concerning all this. Walk with the wise and become what? Somebody say wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. You know what uh, the New King James says? Look at this one. Look at Proverbs 13.20 in the New King James. This is even stronger. He who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be what? Destroyed. 
Be careful who you're around. Maintain godly connections. I got some guys that come faithfully to my Bible study, and that's, that's a source of power and safety and good counsel. We get in there and hang out and just talk the word and talk about stuff, and it's amazing to have godly connections. That's what church is for. That's why you're here today. Maintaining a godly connection. Let's go to Proverbs 18.24. Proverbs 18.24. say, man, yeah, but I'm, I'm helping them. But they haven't come to church. So pray for them. Pray for them. And at some point, can I tell you something right now? God has, has really laid this on my heart lately, the past several months. After you've done all that you can do, and I know everyone in here has those that, that at least that one impossible person in your life, right? You've been praying for at least one. You've done everything you could do and you're so frustrated. You can't force them. You can't trick them. You can't. What do you do? You turn them over to God. You think God doesn't know how to get to people? He does. Let him turn them over to God. All right. Look at this verse. There are friends who destroy each other. Wow. It has quotes. Friends. But a real friend sticks closer than a brother. That's the kind of friend you need, right? Loyalty. Let's go to Proverbs 27.5. An open rebuke is better than hidden love. Think about that for a minute. Sometimes we don't want to be told much, but then wouldn't you rather someone tell you the truth? <laughs> I've had people. Did you know I've had other people go, no, I'd rather you just lie. To, I don't even want to know the truth. They've told me that. Dealt with a person years ago who said she didn't want to hear the truth. I can see her face in my mind right now. She didn't want to hear the truth, didn't want to hear the truth. Later on, after she'd been involved with the wrong guy, she told her friends, why didn't y'all lock me in the basement and force me not to be with him? After she and this guy just about ruined each other's lives. Are you kidding me? That sounds so dumb. God loves you enough to give you a free will, so listen to somebody, right? And in listening and learning and loving, you'll maintain godly connections. You see, you're seeing value and worth in people by giving them chances, being coachable, and maintaining godly connections. Look at this, verse 6. Wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. My mom was real wise about this one. Some of you may remember this, that we're in her Bible study group. She'd go to talk to somebody about something important, and she would say, she would say, Can I, would you give me permission to wound you a little bit? Mom would say that. She'd say, give me just permission. I may hurt your feelings, but I'm going to tell you the truth because I love you. Wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. If someone's flattering me all the time, I know that's not a godly connection for me. I don't need that. Oh, man, you're amazing, Matt. I'll just all the time. And it just sounds, compliments are great. We need to love each other. And I, comp, I'm, I give people compliments. I notice hair and styles and I have cool shoes. And, man, that's a great smile. I love you. You smell nice. That's just the truth. But if someone's like, you're the greatest, you're the greatest, and they can't, I'm like, mm, I don't know, man. I don't know about that. Make sure that you're around the right people that tell you the truth. Don't surround yourself with yes men and women. People say, no, everything you do is great. No, it's not. No, it's not. Not everything I do is great. I mow the lawn pretty good. You know? And I'm a good man. 
But man, I don't think I'm always nice. Naturally, I'm just not. I say, man, I'm a good man. I'm pretty kind most of the time, but there's times I have my moments. I know that I am still a work in progress, and so are you. And part of that dynamic is you maintaining good, godly connections that help you and bless you. Make sure you stay connected to the right people. Maintain godly connections. All right? Maintain. Let's, let's read those again. Proverbs 27, 5 and 6. Let's do that again. Then I'll close us out this morning. An open rebuke is better than hidden love. I'm confiscating phones next Sunday before the service, five minutes before. We're going to have we're going to have brother man in his police uniform. We're going to confiscate <laughs> your phones. You'll take it serious. And I'm going to wear a sidearm. <laughs> or I may just put my arm on my side. Let's read verse 5 again, please. If one more phone goes off, like one guy from Oklahoma, I think it was Tony's brother said, "We light it on far." An open rebuke is better than hidden love. Wounds from, no, this is a wound from a sincere friend. Can you imagine I'm preaching and my phone's going off? No, really, time out. Would you think that was weird? Don't worry, your secret's safe with me because I don't know whose it was. But I hear real good out of this ear right here. See how it sticks out? It just catches, it's like a satellite, it just catches sounds. Wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. I would rather you just shoot me straight than give me a bunch of bull. You know what I mean? Let's just cut to the chase, man. The news is full of bull. There's all kinds of junk going on right now. I just want truth in love. How about you? You want to show your faith by walking in love? Number one, you give chances. Someone say, give chances. Mm -hmm. Number two, be coachable. Someone say, be coachable. And number three, say, maintain godly connections. That's right. Let's pray together. You know I love you so much. Let's pray together. Bow your heads and close your eyes. Lord God, I know the truth of your word pierces our hearts. Lord, I know that the truth of your word is transformative. It changes us if we receive it, obey it, and act on it. Someone much wiser than me years ago said, faith begins where the will of God is known. Faith begins where the will of God is known. And Lord, we know your will when we stay in your word. We know your will when we connect at church. Live or in person for now, however we got to do it. But Lord, we know and learn and fall in love with your will when we maintain our godly connections with the right people who point us in the right direction. Is there anybody in this house at the sound of my voice who would say, Pastor Matt, I just need to make sure my heart is right with God. Would you raise your hand today? I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to pray with you. God bless you for your courage. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. This is important. This is the cry of God's heart. And it's the heart of my calling is to make sure that you're right with God. I want everybody in the house... In a, in a nice, strong voice to repeat this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father, I know I'm a believer, and I believe, but I need your help, Lord. Cleanse me by the blood of Jesus. I cannot 
cleanse myself. Make me right with you again, Lord. By faith. I feel off. But I know your promise has not changed. I'm your child. I'm sorry, Lord. Please forgive me and cleanse me. I will always want to be right with you. And everybody, just to make sure, I want everybody to say, and Lord God, I confess Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I believe and I confess in Jesus' name. I want you to look at me this morning. I'll do one more prayer. How many of you need God's help in practicing and showing your love? Just raise your hand. Be honest. Raise your hand. I'm with you. My hand's up first. There's some areas we do brilliantly, right? And other areas you go, man, I just, oh, that person. God's going to help you. He's with you. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I declare your spirit of love over everybody in this house. It just doesn't just fall on us at times. Lord, we just got to act, act it out, walk it out. In faith, we got to practice our love. We got to do things that show our love. Lord, that we would begin to bear fruit in that area. We would show the fruit of the Spirit love. Love. That really shows our faith. They will know us by our love. The love that we have for each other is what Scripture says. Lord, help us to walk in love. I'm sorry when I don't. I'm sorry when we don't. Just talk to the Lord for a moment. Just tell Him you're sorry. Maybe you had a tough week. Maybe you had a tough morning. I don't know. Maybe it's been a tough month or a tough year. It's been something. But I'm going to tell you right now, you have the capacity to love because God lives within you. That's agape love. That is the love of God. I want you right now to say this with me. Say, I am a child of God. I have decided to follow Jesus and to walk in love. Say, that's my choice, and I choose today. Lord God, in Jesus' name, I plead the blood of Jesus over us. Give us opportunities to love today, tomorrow, the rest of our lives. But Lord, your word said they will know us by our love. The way we love each other, that is the recognizing that is the distinctive mark that you've given us to walk in love. And we thank you, Father, in Jesus' name.